Hello, and welcome to the Enchanted Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Arnold. And I'm your co-host, Hallie Garrett. And this is the show bringing you all the latest Disney news, and we are once again joined by our dear friend, Kristen Thalen. Welcome back for another episode. Hi, thank y'all so much for having me again. I'm so happy to be here. And today, Kristen is joining us because she's got a little personal connection to the topic we're talking about today, and that is comparing the lands of Liberty Square and New Orleans Square over in Disneyland Park in California. So does anybody want to start us off with a few things? We're just going to talk about the normal things we do when we talk about the lands, some dining, different details in the park that you may not notice, things you find interesting, and all of that fun stuff. All right. Well, I guess the main difference between them, obviously, besides being in like two other sides of the country and two other parks is the theming of them. Although they are technically like categorized as the same, Liberty Square is definitely in the colonial period of America. So a lot of those buildings that you would see in like Jamestown or, you know, all the historical buildings Whereas New Orleans Square is based off of where Kristen resides and is from New Orleans. And uh, they share some similar attractions, but they also differ a lot. But that's just kind of an overview. Yeah, so when we talk about Liberty Square, which is over in Walt Disney World, Magic Kingdom, that is really the land that brings, brings guests back to the 1700s during the founding of America. And I think this is a great episode to talk about this because Hamilton was just released on Disney Plus this past weekend for July 4th. And there are some things in Liberty Square that we'll talk about that some people now want to change to be themed to Hamilton, which I think would be really entertaining to see. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. But um, let's kind of focus on Liberty Square first, just to kind of give everybody the whole feel of the land. Um, one thing that I actually never really noticed going to the parks was that the main centerpiece of the land is the Liberty Tree, which yeah. is based off of the first Liberty Tree that was found in Boston. And Disney hangs uh, 13 lanterns on the branches to symbolize the 13 original colonies. So <laughs> I never noticed it going yeah. to the parks and that's what it was. <laughs> Kristen seems blown away by this information. <laughs> like, it's one of those things that you don't notice at first. And now that you say it, I'm like, wow, that's beautiful and genius. And like, I totally should have like seen that, but that's gorgeous. And I didn't even notice that before. <laughs> It's just something that Imagineers do that's just like, just so over the top and perfect. It's not even over the top. It's so simple. But like, if you look at the tree, you're not, you're going to be like, oh, cool, lanterns. You're not going to be like, oh, look, there's 13 exact lanterns for the 13 original colonies. Like, you got to do some digging, but it's really impressive. <laughs> and I'll ask you guys, I'm sure you know, do you know what the second centerpiece of the land is? Is it the bell or is it the, it is the bell? It's okay. It okay. Bell. And the <laughs> bell was like a trick question. It was like haunted mansion. I was like, how? 
But the bell, interesting thing about the bell that I found out also was that it was um, made from a cast mold of the original yeah. bell that was found in Philadelphia, obviously. I always um, thought it was the real one as a kid, and I was like, man, how did they get this? But <laughs> just like a replica. <laughs> and that also is surrounded by the state flags of the 13 colonies. Mm-hmm. So there's a connection between the two centerpieces, and it's kind of interesting. It's not something you notice every single time you walk through there. Yeah, I feel like Liberty Square is sometimes uh, understated because... Like, there's not too much in there, and it's very, like, I feel like it's almost surrounded by all the other lands in the park. Like, you go straight from Fantasyland into there, but then you can go back towards Main Street, and then you can also go, like, right into Frontierland. I mean, Frontierland and Liberty Square, like, are seamlessly put together. Yeah, and the weird thing about Liberty Square for me is... When I walk through the land, I usually walk through near Haunted Mansion, and then I make my Mm -hmm. way down into Frontierland, and I don't think, I don't personally think when I'm there that Haunted Mansion is part of Liberty Square. Yeah, I agree. It's, now, it's meant to be, you know, like, it fits in that time period, but you're talking about a different area of the United States, you Mm -hmm. know, you go from very, very Northeast with this Gothic architecture, uh, and then you move into the more colonial style. So you don't think that they're part of the same land, but they are. My favorite, like, juxtaposition is, like, Columbia Harbor House that is, like, right across the street from Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Cute little... (laughs) seaside place to eat and then it's like a haunted house (laughs) yeah (laughs) and columbia harbor house is one of like the most popular restaurants in liberty square but i do have some little details that no one really knows if it's true but i'm pretty sure like it would only make sense but since we were talking about Haunted Mansion, um, I guess the designer had a thing for chess. So the tops of the little towers of the house uh-huh. actually have uh, chess pieces oh, on them. So interesting. The only chess piece that's missing is the knight. And they said that's because it's always night inside the attraction. Ah, uh, <laughs> funny. <laughs> that's good yeah well I guess we can talk about um, the Haunted Mansion since that is the attraction that both Liberty Square and New Orleans Square like share but they're different in their own way I think as we talked about um, Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square just seems a little out of place like it's a part of it but it's not but I think in New Orleans Square, like, it's a part of it, for sure. Like, they have that New Orleans-style house, or should I say mansion, uh, <laughs> going on, and, like, the big, beautiful trees. So it fits in there just perfectly. And 
I also, I know we talked about Haunted Mansion in our anniversary episode. Yeah, our Halloween episode. <laughs> definitely, it's totally different in New Orleans Square because it definitely does fit, whereas Liberty Square, mm-hmm. it's a little confusing, but even with the original idea for Haunted Mansion, it would have fit in New Orleans Square because they wanted it to be uh, either a boat ride through the bayou that would take you to this house or it would be like a walk through through mm-hmm. the house and that still fits so they did a really good job theming that specifically to the land yeah Where, well disney world it's kind of just a spooky story <laughs> yeah when you're on tom sawyer island and you're kind of looking off and see haunted mansion you're like huh that's a little weird <laughs> Yeah. And attraction. Oh, did you want to say something? I was just going to say real quick, like another like big difference between them is I feel like they have different like main characters for the Haunted Mansion. So in Liberty Square, it's Madame Leota, like everywhere. It's all about her. Like even the store right next to it is just, they have a whole painting of her. She's the star. Whereas in Disneyland in New Orleans Square, it's the Hatbox Ghost. Yes. Yeah. And the store, um, Memento Mori, I don't think is there anymore in in Liberty Square. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, no, I think they closed it down. Hmm. Uh, I should have done more research into why. I can't remember. Um, But that was also another cool spot to go in um I keep saying Frontierland in Liberty Square (laughs) because they had this uh photo booth thing that you could do and it would turn your picture into like a ghost so like a kind of like a hollow like a hologram thing Mm -hmm. that switches back and forth and I did it when I went and it was a really cool experience because when they sit you down in there, it's this very old-fashioned room. It's very dark, and there's a like super old camera in a box that's sitting in front of you, and then you just look at it, and then like two minutes later, you're done, and then they you have to wait for like 10 or 15 minutes to get your picture, but wow. it's really fun to look at because I don't know how they do it. It's really it's, and it really oh, is spooky when you see it for the first time you're like ooh. <laughs> I love this magic of like ghosts you know like mm-hmm. they have a bow with like a fairy dust and then like the haunted mansion is like real ghosts so mm-hmm. <laughs> yes uh do we want to talk about another attraction in liberty square which would yes. be <laughs> the hall of presidents no <laughs> Can I tell the first time I went on, the story of the first time I ever went on Hall of Presidents? Sure, go for so, it. the year was circa 2009, and my dad, we were talking about, like, things we had never done, like, at Disney, and my dad was like, we need to stop, and we were in the middle of Liberty Square, and I was like, why? And he was like, my favorite attraction in Disney World is the Hall of Presidents, and that's how I knew he was lying, because who says... <laughs> that their favorite attraction is the hall. Like, it's good, don't get me wrong, but like, when he said that, I was like, Dad, there's no way. And so then he took me into the Hall of Presidents, and I was like, Dad, there's no way. This is your favorite attraction in all of Walt Disney World. 
And yeah. also, Hall of Presidents, though, is like... Sorry, we thought there's a lot of thunder going on outside of my house. <laughs> I couldn't tell if people were setting off fireworks or if it was thunder, because mm. um, that's still happening. But yeah, Hall of Presidents is like... I think the place everyone just goes if they need to cool off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just the place to sit for, I don't know, how long is this show? Like, like 10-ish minutes. Yeah. And it's very cold in there, and that's, like, the best spot. Yeah. But I feel like now there's a little controversy. <laughs> um, we don't get very political on this show, but obviously because they include every president of the United States, they had the addition of Donald Trump. Uh-huh. Uh, not a very popular attraction anymore. And mm-hmm. yeah, um, I think I did it a year ago <laughs> because the same reason I think it was to cool off. And yeah, it he ain't cute. No, <laughs> it's not cute. But it's a good show. The animatronics are like very impressive, especially Abraham Lincoln. It was definitely. Uh, one of like the biggest advancements in animatronics when like Walt Disney was like getting his start like Abe Lincoln was like the big thing it was first uh I think it was talks with Mr. Lincoln something like Great that moments. Great yeah moments Mr. Lincoln. yeah that was it and that inspired this entire attraction of doing all of the presidents and having them speak I mean it's truly impressive how much movements they can make yeah and that's where all most of the inspiration came from was that one show that mm-hmm. they worked on because abe lincoln was walt's favorite president yeah. and to bring abe lincoln to life in this form of technology was amazing mm-hmm. not just to walt disney but to everyone who went to see the show yeah and they really expanded on that and brought all of the presidents in, which is pretty amazing. But now it's, you know, kind of abandoned. <laughs> I feel like it is. Um, but, Liberty Square saying, I need to go see the Hall of Presidents, except for your dad, Kristen, um, <laughs> apparently. But The only reason I ever used to go in Liberty Square was the Muppets present Great Moments in American History, yes. which is my favorite attraction. And they got rid of it. Once they got rid of that, I was like, you know, I'm just going to walk towards Haunted Mansion. It's the one thing on the list I have for entertainment there. Like, I was researching, and it was like, there's no entertainment. And I was like, lie. Um, great moments in history with the Muppets. Like, are you kidding? It's super great. I unfortunately um, never got to see it live. What? Yeah. Uh, I've yeah. never seen, like, the full show all the way through live. It's like, I always catch it. Like, at the wrong time, you know? It's hard to figure out. It was hard to figure out the timing when it was out. Mm-hmm. But whenever I saw it, I was like, mm, this is it was, it was so worth it. The Muppets are always worth it. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> and that was a fun show because I know that there were two different stories that went on for that oh, yeah. show. Um, this And all of this happened, I don't remember what building it was, but they're at the top and they kind of come out of the it windows and they do yeah like a show for everybody but they um the first story that they do is they retell the story of paul revere's midnight ride that's one mm-hmm. and then if you came back later in the day 
they would switch it up and do a story of the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, nice. But it's just fun. Like, it's a fun comedic show because it's the Muppets and it made it interesting. And it really is sad that they don't do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. I, I vote that the next big thing in the world is that we need to bring back more Muppets. There's not enough Muppets <laughs> anywhere in Disney World because all they have is Muppet Vision now. And yeah, they need some Muppet Muppet. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, took away all the Muppet stuff. How cruel. Uh, I agree. <laughs> only attraction left in Liberty Square, which we kind of talked about uh, earlier was, or like in another episode, was the Liberty Square Riverboat. Because we were like, yes, it's technically in Liberty Square, but also it travels through Frontierland and all around Tom Sawyer Island. So that's there as well. And I wanted do a little shout out about dining because yeah. there's a little secret hidden place that not a lot of people know about. And if it's, if anybody who knows Disney parks, it's very hard to find good breakfast, mm-hmm. especially when you're there at rope drop very early in the morning and you're hungry. It's very, very hard. Um, I mentioned this place in our best Disney eats episode yeah. and I will continue to talk about it because it's just the best thing ever. And that is the Sleepy Hollow Refreshments. Oh, good. You need to go and get the fresh fruit waffle sandwich. Mm -hmm. Amazing. The chicken and waffles, the spicy chicken and waffles, also amazing. Just real good. And if you are looking for dining that isn't so sweet or savory, there are some other options that are themed Mm -hmm. a little bit more towards the land itself. Um, Columbia Harbor House, we mentioned before, that carries a lot of seafood, um, and mobile ordering is available now, which is great because the line is always out the door. And Liberty Tree Tavern, which is more like a Thanksgiving-themed kind of restaurant, if you put it that way. (laughs) Um, Liberty Square Market is sometimes open. They just have, like, little... It's been closed recently, I believe. They've been, like, doing a lot of refurbishments, which is too bad because, like, it was definitely a good place to, like, sit and eat, and they always had shade. They had umbrellas everywhere, and there were trees, and the food there was, like, pretty good. I'm pretty sure they had, like, fresh fruits and vegetables there, too, so, which is kind of hard to find in the parks. And one that I think... Blends a little bit into Frontierland also mm-hmm. is the Diamond Horseshoe. Yeah. Very similar to the Golden Horseshoe that we talked about in the Frontierland episode. Mm-hmm. So you see the connection. <laughs> They're very, it's right on the border of Frontierland. And that's the thing about Liberty Square is it's this blend of America from the Gothic era to the colonial era to the expansion in the Wild West, and it just kind of carries itself over, and you sometimes don't realize that you entered a different land. Yeah, they do that so well. All right, well, I feel like, do you have anything else to say about Liberty Square? No? Not me. (laughs) Like, there's not much to, I think but like she's cute but like there's not much 
They have a year-round Christmas shop. I do have a weird thing. There's like, I heard, I don't know, I think this is true. There's like no bathrooms in the Because like they wanted it to really feel like colonial times, which is nasty, but you know. Yeah, there's no (laughs) bathrooms in the area, which you know what, it's fine. Just go to the tangled bathrooms. They're so close and they're so much better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's really strange. I never even realized that. (laughs) Yeah. Fun facts. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on to New Orleans Square, which is in Disneyland in California. That's based on the 19th century New Orleans, Louisiana. And fun fact, when the park opened, the main attractions were not Pirates of the Caribbean. It was really the food and the musical entertainment. So a little bit more themed to the land than Liberty Square. Although Liberty Square did have kind of this parade slash show like years ago like I think in the (laughs) 70s yeah it was a bunch of soldiers marching around Liberty Square I don't need it it, I don't want it (laughs) yeah (laughs) so and all of this stuff in New Orleans Square the music musical entertainment the food all of that continues today it hasn't been changed that much, um, but it still makes you feel like you're there. Mm-hmm. And one of those jazz performances usually happens from the Royal Street Bachelors or the bro- the Bootstrappers <laughs> and also Jambalaya Jazz. <laughs> I love it. I want to, I want to see that. <laughs> Very fun names. One of them's like a pirate group to fit the with. Chappers. Yeah. <laughs> from pirates. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I definitely think it's interesting that the two attractions that did end up in New Orleans Square were Haunted Mansion and Pirates of the Caribbean, which were both initially, as you mentioned earlier, were, they were strongly considering it just to be like a walkthrough with wax figurines, which I'm glad they decided against that because wax figurines are kind of creepy. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the animatronics are like just a step up from them, you know? <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little more lively. Kristen, Kristen, we know you have a special connection to this land because you're from New Orleans. I am. So <laughs> do you have a favorite part of this land? I I will say, like, being from New Orleans, it's really hard to get us right. We're a very, like, particular sense of, like, feeling. The food is very particular. The music's very... So it's very hard to get, like, the vibe right. If, I've never personally been. I'd love to go to Disneyland. But yeah. just, like, pictures that I see and, like, restaurant menus that I've looked up, like, they did such a good <laughs> job. Just, like, being... And the good thing about, like, you're right. Like, it's not really about the attractions. It's more about, like, the restaurants and walking around and, like, doing that. That's what New Orleans is like. It's more about, like, the entertainment and the music that's playing and the, like, food that's around you. So I think they did a really good job of theming it, not only in the sense of, like, aesthetics, but just in the vibe that they kind of have in the whole park. Mm-hmm. I feel they did the architecture perfectly. Like, oh, yeah. It has such a distinct architecture, and I'm Glad that, like, even though they didn't end up bringing it to Disney World, they did. I mean, there's two 
different resorts that are pretty much the same that are like entirely themed after New Orleans as well. And I think they did just as good a job with those two. Yeah, definitely. I haven't been to Port, I've been to Port Orleans Riverside and I saw like Port Orleans French Quarter on the boat to downtown Disney. Yeah. I will say just like riding past it. I was like, that's so cute. It's so pretty and wealthy <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. So it has my stamp of approval. I think they're done it very well. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite spots actually in New Orleans Square now isn't open to the public anymore. Um, and that was the Court of Angels, which was a little area in the back of New Orleans Square. And there's a big spiral staircase. Oh. And there used to be some meet and greets in there, which we'll talk about. Um, but that is now closed because they expanded Club 33. So Ooh, you can like, no longer go to the Court of Angels. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a nice spot to visit. It was just kind of peaceful and away from all of the crowds. So if you wanted to just like sit or hang out by one of the shops, you could do that. And there wouldn't be a lot of traffic coming in and out. Yeah, Club 33 is like slowly taking over the parks everywhere, which makes it feel like less exclusive to me. That's just my opinion. But like they, they did the one in Adventureland in Disney World, which I've like seen, I've not been in, but like I've seen the outside of it. It looks very nice. And I was like, cool, they have one here. But they're also building one in Animal Kingdom now, right behind uh, the Lion King show. I don't know. I'm just like wondering if they're planning to put one in every single park now, but there, I know that there's plans to have them in um, Hong Kong Disneyland and Shanghai Disneyland. In addition to Disneyland in California and Walt Disney World in Orlando. Mm -hmm. um, the ones that are popping up in the, in all four parks in Walt Disney World, I looked it up, those are the Club 33 outposts. Oh. So I oh. think they're going to be like smaller places mm -hmm. that you can go, but you have to be, um, membership is like a whole thing people have questions about. If you guys don't know what Club 33 is, it's a very exclusive VIP lounge, basically, um, and restaurant and membership literally costs like tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> it's weird you either have to like pay that much or you have to have connections like I had a family friend who got in and she was just like yeah it's cool and I was like but how and she was like I just knew someone I was like who <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <me> <laughs> it's, it's so hard to get into but I do know that if you are a member at the Disneyland Resort you cannot just go to Club 33 in Walt Disney World. You have to be a member of that specific club. Mm. So it's, your membership doesn't transfer to other parks. It's one, it's a one park deal. So. This sounds just even more difficult. <laughs> yeah. Although, you know, I see why people really want to go to Club 33 because it's not only just so exclusive, but they give you a six course meal what yeah from what i read <laughs> i did a lot of research on oh club 33 God. yesterday 
I don't think we'll ever know because we've never been inside of Club 33, but it's a six course meal. That's all I really know. (laughs) It's that exclusive that that's all they could tell us. Um, But I guess the idea came from Walt because he wanted a lounge for all of the sponsors that came into the park. And there's debate over the number 33 um, because it is the address of the club. It's like 33 Royal Street or something. Mm -hmm. But there were also 33 corporate sponsors between 1966 and 1967. Oh. So we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Um, But there's another little hidden spot in New Orleans Square that a lot of people have tried to get into. It's very, very hard. Um, It goes under the name of 21 Royal Street, and it's been used for a few different things. It was originally supposed to be Walt's second apartment in Disneyland Park. He has his first apartment above the fire station on Main Street, and it's kind of, it's got an interesting history, this place. It was used as a Disney art gallery that was specifically showcasing art only from Imagineers. Yeah. And then they opened it up to other artists that didn't work for me. Um, and you used to be able to walk through and you could go during the day while the place was open and you could buy artwork and postcards and all kinds of things. And then they closed that down and put in what a lot of people know as the dream suite. The dream suite was used for a sweepstakes that anyone could enter and Again, very difficult to get into, but if you won the sweepstakes, you would get a one-night stay in this Disneyland Dream Suite, and you can look up pictures online. They're there. (laughs) Um, The bathroom, I think, lights up at night, and there's, like, a mosaic wall. Yeah. That's nice. And this is above Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. So you're right above the attraction. And now it's closed and it's not the Disneyland Dream Suite anymore. I don't think they're currently using it. But Mm -hmm. if you did want to stay there, just in case you wanted to, (laughs) you need some deep pockets, folks, because it costs (laughs) $15,000. Thank you. (laughs) That's way too much money. For, like, one night. <laughs> I would, like, not go to sleep. Like, I would just try to bask in it. Because, yeah. like, I'm bad for going to sleep. No, I would sleep for, like, one hour. Just to, like, see how the bed is, you know? But then mm-hmm. that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money. I don't think a lot of people are there at Disneyland to spend that amount of money just to stay in a suite inside the park. <laughs> I agree. And I don't really know why they closed it, but I know that they didn't want guests staying overnight in the park. 
that was one. Yeah, I know they're very wary of that. Like, I know that you can stay in the Cinderella castle at Disney World. There's like a suite up there. But again, very expensive to do, almost impossible to get in. And I don't think they like allow it to happen very often. They're just very private about it. Yeah. Um, but if we're in that same area around um, Club 33 area, we did talk about the Court of Angels and there were some meet and greets that happened in there. And sometimes they're pretty fun. Um, Tiana and Prince Naveen used to meet over there and it was very fitting, the theme of everything, New Orleans. It was great. And then during Halloween time, uh, we would have Jack and Sally come out because Haunted Mansion over there gets rethemed yeah. to Haunted Mansion Holiday for Nightmare Before Christmas, which we talked about. A fun fact to tie in Liberty Square, when Jack and Sally like come out for the like Halloween and Christmas parties, Jack and Sally meet in Liberty Square over there. So no, it's like that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. I wish they would do Haunted Mansion Holiday over at Disney World, but I feel like Disneyland is very like, no, that's our thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they really cherish it and they don't want to give it away. It's just it's really perfect. I mean, they get it for so long because they start celebrating Halloween in, like, September. And then it goes all the way through December because, you know, Halloween, Christmas, put it all together, it lasts for months. <laughs> yeah. And they also have some Haunted Mansion characters come out, too. Uh, uh, characters we've never seen do meet and greets before. Mm -hmm. One is Constance, the bride. Yeah. She would do meet and greets in the Court of Angels. And also the Hitchhiking Ghost came out. All three of them at the same time. <laughs> you know, you rarely get to see these characters besides, like, I think the Hitchhiking Ghost come out for the Halloween parade. Mickey's not so scary. But other than that, you don't get to see them, especially meeting. I did see the, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The guy with the, no, 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 um, with the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> going blank. <laughs> um, he came out at Walt Disney World during right. the Halloween party in front of Haunted Mansion with some other, like, just ghost-inspired characters. Mm -hmm. um, and the tightrope walker came out in Liberty Square. Oh, wow. She did. She made an Pretty appearance. Cool. People were going insane <laughs> because everyone loves a tightrope walker. Mm -hmm. um, and if you weren't in the Court of Angels, there were meet and greets like Dr. Facilier, um, who now sometimes meets on a riverboat with mm -hmm. Tiana and Bean, depends on the day. Uh, and Jack Sparrow and Red the Pirate come out near parts of the Caribbean. Should we talk about, well, we already talked about really the two attractions. I don't think there's really a lot to go into Pirates or Haunted Mansion because we know about that already. Yeah. Um, but let's talk a little bit about dining. Yes. Because <laughs> Kristen looks really excited. 
<laughs> my favorite thing in the world is food, so I'm like so excited. <laughs> Did you hear us talk about the Blue Bayou, Kristen? No, but it's like the, it. the gorgeous, the most gorgeous restaurant. I always, I'm very particular about like people doing New Orleans food that like, and you're not in New Orleans because it never tastes right. It's like I've always wanted to go just to judge them, yeah. but. It, Going off of aesthetics alone, gorgeous. It's the most gorgeous, in my opinion. It's really beautiful. The hanging trees and the lanterns. It's it's very reminiscent of the restaurant in uh like that hangs over like right right over Grand Fiesta tour in Epcot because it's like right on the water and you see a little bit of the ride. But I don't know. It's even better. <laughs> It is. It's, I know I talked about my favorites, but if you go, please go and make a reservation, it's so worth it. Um, just take the rolls, <laughs> take the rolls that they give you, um, order the gumbo instead of a salad. <laughs> and, you know, that's really it. That's really all you need. <laughs> that's like, the rule of thumb is that if you ever go to a place that sells New Orleans food, or if you're in New Orleans, don't order a salad. We're not here for that. Like, why would you do that? True. And another fun place is the Mint Julep Bar, which is another favorite of mine because the mint juleps at Disneyland are amazing. Yeah. And you can make them at home too. So if you guys are stuck in quarantine and you want to make some Disneyland food, go look up the recipe for mint juleps because they are so good. And I'm considering making one at home. <laughs> I've always wanted to try the Mickey beignets too. That's been like a bucket list thing. Yeah. The beignets look amazing. I think they do have them at Riverside uh, for Port Orleans, but it's like, you know, don't want to make a whole trip out there and have to pay for parking and stuff like that. Yeah, it's sad. They really need to expand it in Walt Disney yeah. World. More. Bring on the beignets. <laughs> <laughs> and they do also have a market over there in New Orleans Square, the French Market Restaurant, uh, as well as the Royal Street Veranda and Cafe Orleans. So those are all of the dining options in New Orleans Square. Yes. Yeah, I think the French market one is cute. I wish it was more like the actual French market here. And that's like my one complaint is that I just wish it was more different vendors, like having different things, like that kind of vibe and less of like a restaurant. But that's just me talking about like theming. <laughs> I definitely see how that would be better though because I feel like all the markets we have in Walt Disney World it's kind of like here buy an apple <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean that's really what it is it's like you go in line and they don't really have much it's like water fruit and yeah that's kind and of it the French market is that it's a bunch of like here the actual one downtown is that it's like cute and it's different vendors like art vendors and food vendors and so I feel like you can get a lot of like originality with like the food they serve there so if, if they like change to something like that I think that would be like even more true to what New Orleans is yeah I feel like the thing they're doing is that like 
when it comes to markets, because Charleston has a similar market to like the actual French market, it's like all different vendors. And I think one of the best things is like being able to go to all of them and like they will talk to you no matter what. Like mm -hmm. they're very friendly, uh, mainly because they want to sell to you, but like they're very talkative and just like want to get to know you and like share what they have. So it'd be interesting if they have like almost different vendors there, but I know they won't. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about the riverboat over in Liberty Square and in New Orleans Square, we have the Mark Twain Riverboat. So different name, still kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Um, you've got that riverboat. You also have the Columbia ship that we talked about in our Frontierland episode. We would still technically say it's New Orleans Square also because it fits with the theming of Pirates of the Caribbean. Yes. And they do Fantasmic over in the Rivers of America at New Orleans Square. You can go there to see Fantasmic at night and you don't have to park hop in order to see the show, which is very nice. It's quite easy. And I must say Fantasmic 2.0, it's great. It's so <laughs> good, so good. Just watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Like nighttime viewing in quarantine, go on YouTube, type in Fantasmic 2.0, and it's there. <laughs> you can watch it in 4K if you want to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was gonna, oh, I do have little story time about Fantasmic 2.0 and New Orleans Square. I don't yeah. remember if I <laughs> talked about it already on our podcast but it was wild <laughs> let me just say we didn't know until i think the week of that the day we would be in disneyland would be the opening performance of phantasmic 2.0 yeah uh-huh and it was really exciting. I was like, great. We knew there would be a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I had no idea how special this show was to like so many people. And for me, watching Fantasmic growing up, it was just like a really good nighttime show, but I didn't watch it every single time I went. These people in Disneyland treasure <laughs> Fantasmic. <laughs> It's like their pride and joy. And we went and we had fast passes for Indiana Jones at night. And it was actually, I have the fast pass right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> I have all my fast passes. <laughs> what time? 10.15 p.m. Okay. Fantasmic had two showings that night. It was Fantasmic at 8 p.m. and another at I think 11. So mm -hmm. people lined up early if they had a fast pass or they wanted good seats for the new show. And oh, I think we stood on Main Street for like 20 minutes. Oh man. <laughs> we couldn't get into Adventureland. Wow. And the entrances are very, very close together. 
-hmm. for Adventureland and kind of like Fantasyland area. And they were letting people in both ways. And it was very, very difficult to get through. So you basically just stood there. And finally we got into the gates of Adventureland. And Indiana Jones is not far. And it's basically right across from Rivers of America because it's very, it's kind of the same layout as Magic Kingdom, but mm-hmm. instead of having a big Liberty Square, you have a bigger adventure land yeah. that blends yeah. into New Orleans Square. So we're waiting to get to Indiana Jones and there's cast members off to the side trying to help people and find out where they're going. And this cast member asked these two girls in front of us, do you guys need help? Where are you trying to get to? Are you going to Fantasmic? And they say, we're just trying to go to the Mintula bar to get Mickey Vinyas. <laughs> that was <laughs> just wanted, They like these special Sorcerer Mickey uh, beignets that had oh, this blue sugar on it with cute. stars. They were so cute. Mm-hmm. And that's all they wanted. And they couldn't get there because there were so many people waiting for okay. Fantasmic. And when we got off the ride, I was able to see a little bit of the show. And it was amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't really... I don't think it it really affects your viewing if you are standing farther back and you're not in the actual area seating area for Fantasmic. Um, we watched it from right outside Blue Bayou because we were waiting for our table. So we yeah. watched it while we waited. Um, but that was insane. <laughs> we did not expect the crowds that were there. And look, look it's Fantastic 2.0. It's an awesome show. I mean, everyone loves it. So Fantastic got the love that night. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure it did. <laughs> And I think it only, it either only ran one time a night and they moved it to two times that day, or it's usually two show times a night and then they moved it to three and they added one because there were so many people. So that was a crazy night. <laughs> crazy night at Disneyland. Uh, fun stories. But, yeah, New Orleans Square, that's where it's at, guys. I mean, if you don't have the chance to have a ticket to Disneyland Park, but you're hanging out in downtown Disney, right next to Disneyland, you still can get a little bit of that New Orleans flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, Head over to the Jazz Kitchen or the Jazz Kitchen Express, and they have the same gumbo and beignets that you can get over in Disneyland. We love that. <laughs> Any last thoughts on New Orleans Square? I think we got it all. Kristen, what do you want to do if you if you head over to New Orleans Square? What's like your number one must do? <laughs> My is definitely Blue Bayou because I'm just so like the theming's really good. I definitely want to just sit in there and bask in its glory, and I want. <laughs> the food because I'm so picky about like non-New Orleans people making New Orleans food yeah so 
if it's good, then my experience will just be slated as the best experience of my life. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Hallie? Oh, I would, I'd also have to say Blue Bayou, um, but also just, uh, what was it called? The, the area in the back you can't go to anymore. The Court of Angels. The Court of Angels. I just want to go there. I just want to see that. And it looks so nice and closed off. I know you can't really go anymore, but it's still something that would be nice to see. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of the Enchanted Podcast. We will be back next week with another brand new topic. And... Kristen, would you like to plug anything? <laughs> plug your Instagram. <laughs> your chance. <laughs> Champ. Um, I would take this time to plug Lauren's Instagram because she's a <laughs> and I love her. I need to get, and my problem is I need to get an art Instagram to plug. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> so I'm going to plug Hallie and Lauren's art Instagrams. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to follow all the fun stuff that Hallie and I do. Uh, my Instagram is L Ashley. So Lashley 24. And Hallie, you can plug yours. <laughs> my normal Instagram is just Hallie underscore Garrett, but my art Instagram where you can see all my design work is Hal R that's H A L A R T. And then two underscores after that. <laughs> Thank you, Kristen. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so much, so much love for these two. Love the art account, Kristen. <laughs> the plug was for you, but thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Tweet us at The Enchanted Pod and let us know what your favorite things to do in New Orleans Square or Liberty Square are. Do you think, maybe, perhaps, let's leave, this, let's leave our listeners with this question. Should part of Liberty Square, I'm saying maybe the the Hall of Presidents, maybe they should make it Hamilton themed. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm just gonna drop that idea at the end of this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> they they got Hamilton on Disney Plus. I'm sure they can do something with it. Hopefully. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. All right. Let us know at the Enchanted Pod. We want to know what you think. Thank you and have a magical day.